0: Hello podcast listeners, this is at the one and only Sukai Todd, S-U-K-A-I-T-O-D-D on Instagram, all one word, and this is the sixth installment of our, well mine, but our journey, the Troncast episode. Tron, not like Tron Bitcoin, but like Tron for viewers or listeners my age and older and younger tron legacy type tron that kind of tron the grid type of tron and i will say this i did mention something about sam flynn in my prior episode so but today july 9th 2021 is the official 39th anniversary of the movie theatrical release of the movie tron the first tron basically and while I'll say this, I haven't seen the full movie. It's it's pretty good. Like, I am a fan of the Tron franchise. The game has changed, son of Len. lead. Anywho. So this is going to be my Tron cast. And I don't know if that's an original joke or not. So if it is, yay. If not, credit to whoever came up with it first. But this is going to be my Tron cast episode. So... I just want to discuss how I got into Tron, how I create with Tron legacy within my life, and the legacy I feel Tron and Daft Punk have left in the world of pop culture and in the world in general, artistically, and movie and media wise. So let's start with the painful one, Daft Punk. RIP Daft Punk! 1993 to 2000, or, as I say, 1993 to 2021. And they announced it during my birthday week. Like, February, like, around February 28th. And I'm just like, why? Couldn't it have happened some other time, please? Like, couldn't they have postponed it for, like, two more weeks and then announced it? But that's that's a personal gripe. (laughs) I will say this. I do hope they are enjoying their retirement. Whatever that means for that punk. Like, I hope they are enjoying their retirement and having a wonderful retirement. Because that's, I'm pretty sure that's what they meant when they said splitting. Like, going into retirement, basically. That's what I read. And I read multiple sources, just in case you're wondering. But yeah, it's it's very bittersweet knowing that there may be a Tron, a third Tron installment, possibly maybe-ish being made, we don't know. I don't know for sure, but without Daft Punk, in my generation at least, it's going to be kind of sad. But who knows? Like, anything is possible, and I do have a Tron theory that I will share with you later in this episode. Now on to Tron Legacy, what started it all for me and my Tron journey. So I watched Tron Legacy in 2011, I think, December of 2011. Around the time my nephew was born. And, uh, I was, uh, it, the year before Tron had just come out, Tron Legacy had just come out, and everybody in their home skillet biscuits were telling me, Sky, you gotta watch Tron. Sky, you gotta watch Tron Legacy. Oh, you love Sam Flake. Your husband is so hot. LMJ, the light cycle. And I'm like, the only thing I'm attracted to are the bright costumes with the LEDs on them. <laughs> I was not into it. I was kind of, I kind of rejected it from the second trailer I saw because I'm like, this feels like a very bad Disney cash cow that may not be profitable. No offense to Disney or making cash cows that end up not being profitable. I think Tron had more potential than they gave it credit for though. But, uh, Tron Legacy that is. But, um, and Tron, to a degree. But in 2011, when I was about, I want to say 14, 13 or 14, somewhere between 12 and 14, I saw Tron Legacy in December of 2011. <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, faded. It was destiny, I feel like. It was my Tron destiny to see Tron Legacy the year later. And it's been 10 years officially since I've seen Tron Legacy. And it's been close to 11. It'll be 11 in December since Tron Legacy came out. 2020 was the 10th anniversary of Tron in December 2020. We shall not address what happened in 2020. Moving on. But Tron, not just the amazing costumes and beautiful, stunning, insanely great music by Daft Punk. But the... The amazing, slightly moronic 80s feels that Tron gave. Tron Legacy. Tron Legacy gave some great 80s feels. And I feel like, and this may or may not be unpopular. They gave Tron Legacy. They gave Sam Flynn, who, no hating on Sam, of course. But they gave him, like, the worst Disney Channel original movie lines in history. (laughs) Is that even legal? Why do I feel like I just got dunked on? He's either dead or chilling in Costa Rica. Probably both. Who wrote your lines? Who wrote the first half of your lines? They need to be fired. <laughs> Not really. It was just so moronic. I'm like, dude. And when he said, she's an ISO. I'm like, bro, you just now realize that? Now, looking back, I feel like he might be an INFJ. <laughs> And he might have trouble with concrete thinking. His character Sam Flynn, not speaking about Garrett Hedlund, although he is a great actor. But Sam Flynn, as a character, might be an INFJ. <laughs> it's possible. I don't know. I'm not his. I did not create him, so I can't say that as a fan fiction writer or writer in general. I did not create his character. It's up to whoever created his character for that. To for that question to be answered. <laughs> But I was like, how do you have such great technical skills? Like, you can do the tech of your father, the great Flynn. How can he be the son of Flynn and not put together that Jim was flirting with him when he was looking for Zeus or Castor in the scene right before? Please excuse my fluffy little fuzzy wuzzy wool. He's my dog and he's being antsy for some reason. But yeah, he's okay. He just... They went blankly into the door for some reason. But he's okay. He's just being a cute cute little whining, Cryer whining baby. So cool. Him's is so cool. Oh, they hit me him looking at me. Him's is so cool. Anyway. He's the coolest little thing. <laughs> he's is the coolest little thing. But I would say that although Sam Flynn got some rather moronic dialogue... Now one was really excused from that problem within the script and that's my one like major gripe with the story in terms of dialogue it's like why did they give him such moronic dialogue? (laughs) Like I know this is meant to be in the style in a way of the 80s but like was everybody talking like that in the 80s (laughs) or was it just certain people? Because I was not born in the 80s. I was born in the late 90s, so I'm like, eh. But, you know, no hating to anybody born in the 80s, of course. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. But um, one thing that I thought was beautiful were the effects. Like, it was a visual effects masterpiece, and it was extremely ahead of its time. Especially when Sam went from 2D to the 3D world of Tron. Like, that was insanely awesome. It was really good. And, uh, I really enjoyed that scene. That's one of the best scenes in the movie and in cinema history, in my opinion. And again, you don't have to agree with what I'm saying. But yeah. And, uh, so that's the first half of the Tron cast. So, Guy Todd's rants on Tron and the 39th anniversary of the original Tron, as my family calls it. But, uh, and I might watch that tonight, who knows? If you got Disney Plus anyway <laughs> I am not sponsored by Disney yet, so don't come at me. I'm not sponsored by Disney when I say that. Or anybody working for Tron or Tron Legacy, so I have yet to meet Jeff Bridges, but hopefully someday. Knock on wood. That was me sheep. Knock on wood, that'll happen. <laughs> also talking to my widow Fuddy Wadi. But yeah, so now you know my discovery of Tron, but I want to talk about the anniversary and how I feel like Tron legacy changed things not only for otakus or anime lovers who are also into K-pop and Daft Punk and unique music in general, which is now more quote unquote mainstream. But also how things have changed so much in the last close to 11 years for people like me. And I'm not saying that my generation is necessarily the first generation to have these interests, but I feel like we're the first generation to really be f- so deeply aware of it. Even for those who aren't cheeky <laughs> hush, even for those who aren't into it, they're aware of what it is to some degree. Like, even if you're not into Tron or Tron Legacy, even if that's not your favorite sci-fi franchise, you know what sci-fi means, probably. Not the television channel, but, like, science fiction. You can Google, like, you can ask your iPhone or Android device, what is fan f- what is sci-fi? What is science fiction? What is fan fiction? What is Tron? Like, you can literally wiki these things now. And now there are game servers that are dedicated just to these specific interests and hobbies and passions for people. Like hush puppy. <laughs> but yeah. He's fine. He's just crying and crying like a baby. With whatever we to him need to calm down. You need to calm down, us. <laughs> Don't give me that way. You know I love you, Sigamuth. Stop feeling at me like that. Please ignore all the puppy quadnins in the background. My baby is really a cute little boo. He just... (laughs) He wants my full attention. (laughs) He's licking his lips at me like, you know what I want mama. You know what I want you to do. (laughs) He probably needs to go outside. I'll let him out in a minute, but... Anyway. (laughs) Um, And just for those of you who know that I cosplay Corella, he is fine. He is he is sitting in an air conditioned room with two fans and he's very well cared for. He's a very pampered pooch. So don't worry about my dog. He is well taken care of. You can find pictures of him on Instagram. <laughs> you can, trust me. He's a good boy. Hims is a good boy. <laughs> and and you gotta talk baby talk when you're talking to the baby. Fuzzy baby, furry baby, puppy love. Anyway. Now back to the subject, so (laughs) Tron, I feel like has helped Tron Legacy in particular for my generation, has helped make other nerdier or geekier or just not as accepted interests become more widely known, widely available, and widely acceptable. In a way slightly more mainstream. But not completely. Like there's not. It's not completely mainstream. There's a level of awareness there. That was not fully accepted in past generations. But with that level. We're not like. I feel like as both my generation. And the younger generations. We're not leveled up yet. (laughs) We're not on the grid level just yet. And I'm not trying to hate on anybody. When I say that. But there are. There are some moments where I hear children's shows and I'm like, what kind of snowflakery? Because there's nothing wrong with female empowerment and there's nothing wrong with being inclusive. I fully agree with both of those things. I'm a feminist and I believe that everyone should be treated equally. But I also believe, and this is nothing against what I just said, this is not a contradiction, if you're going to be offended by literally every single thing, in the world and be a helicopter I won't even say parent but just person look at yourself in the mirror <laughs> and be like am I really helping the world by censoring every single little thing in the entirety of the universe or am I just being a little yet cause sometimes y'all are just being little whiny bitches <laughs> And I mean I have times where I prefer a censored song to an explicit song as well and there are certain songs that I'm not even a fan of that are definitely explicit and I would consider to be TMI, but I'm not going to hate on the artists who make them. It's not my cup of tea, but I'm not going to cancel it. So, just keep that in mind as you listen. Just because something is not your particular cup of tea or you don't like everything said does not give you the right to cancel it simply because you don't like it. Unless it's something genuinely wrong, aka trying to go against human rights like gay rights, LGBTQ plus respect like gay transgender rights gay rights anti-homophobic anti-racism like being actively for POC and BLM and being brave enough to say so like respecting the causes that you do respect as I listed some of the causes I respect because I identify as a bisexual young woman young enough (laughs) although my soul is probably much older but that's just my my speculation excuse me just drank a soda going back to episode one anyway um for those of you who have heard episode one you know what joke I just made But yeah, this is the Troncast. I have a feeling this will be a popular episode. Excuse me. Like I said, I just drank drank some soda, so excuse me. But this is, to summarize everything and recap for those who are just now listening, I feel like Tron Legacy really, forgive the pun, changed the game for a lot of nerds like me. Nerds, geeks. Creative geniuses in general, like it really did change the game for us in terms of media accepting our weirdness, mainstream media, but it also, for some reason, it also, maybe because it was owned by Disney, it's owned by Disney, it created a level of hindrance because a lot of people are now all accepting and all inclusive, quote unquote, without being accepting or inclusive. And I might get into that in another episode, but you know cuz there's the there's a difference between being all inclusive and just canceling everything you don't like I'm just saying and I feel like Daft Punk really I read an article shortly after the announcement came out that they were they are they were crowned as the most influential musicians of this of the 21st century and I'm like <laughs> Back when I was listening to Discovery, I already kind of thought that, so you're welcome. And that was, like, in 2008, so... And I know the album came out way before then, but still. <laughs> just for all my fellow Daft Punk fans out there, it's like... They've been the most influential in the history of... Sen- in, the, in the century of music that we've been in. Like, they've been influential. They've been that amazing, inspiring, and just daft and their creativity because <laughs> daft is a british term for crazy <laughs> fun fact if you didn't know that feel free to google it and double check but i'm pretty sure daft is another is a british slang term for crazy so yeah daft punk the most iconic and legendary and they are definitely. B- big influencers in my music like when I say influencers I don't mean social media I mean like they inspired me to take chances that I wouldn't have taken had I not been blessed to grow up with their music and hear some of their great collaborations and even the collaborations with artists I'm not a huge fan of at least I heard the collaboration and I was blessed to see the robot masks or excuse me robot helmets and the sparkly gloves, shining gloves and everything anyway but yeah, I hope Daft Punk are enjoying retirement. <laughs> we need to make a hashtag for Instagram that says, Enjoy retirement, Daft Punk. So we can show that we, res- we Daft Punk fans do still respect them and have, you know, we are not mad at them for retiring, if that's what it is. Or secretly working on the third Tron, which gets me into my final part of this episode for now. And that is my Tron 3 theory. And keep in mind, this is not proven. This is not proven, and I do not consider myself a conspiracy theorist. As I feel like I don't have enough experience in that, nor do I want to, to be considered a conspiracy theorist. This is just a fan theory. Take it with a itty bitty teeny weeny tiny grain of salt. So the theory is come a little closer, a little closer, too close. There, that's good. Okay. Shout out to anyone who got that Aladdin reference. Anyway, um, so the Tron 3 theory is that Daft Punk announced their retirement shortly after Jared Leto's post on Instagram. Not going to get into Leto, anyway. But actually, because on... This, I think it was... Either March, between March and May of this year, the Hocus Pocus 2 was announced with the original cast, or most of the original cast. And it's a long-awaited sequel for the fans of Hocus Pocus. Like, I'm ready for it, but kind of not ready for it. But anyway, we'll see when it comes out on Disney+. Plus. But um, what if that's what Disney's doing with Tron 3? Like, let use that to kind of help Disney create a resurgence in the stories of Tron and Tron Legacy. In order to create enough spark and interest that when they announce Tron 3 is officially out in December of next year or the year after next, I don't know, whenever I graduate college. Well, I'm graduating college next year. That's, I'm affirming it. (laughs) But yeah, I'm graduating college with my uh, AA next December. December 2022. So, what if all along it's all been a ploy by Disney? they are good marketers if you've seen any Corella trailers they're actually really great marketers to create enough interest to have the original Tron cast and Tron Legacy cast and do an epic third installment and Def Punk is actually secretly working on it I don't know I want to make it clear I don't know I have no way to prove this I'm not trying to prove this this is not to be proven or disproven we'll see in December (laughs) next year Or the next, or in the next 30 years. I don't know. I'm not here to say you have to believe this or you don't. Because you really don't have to. I don't really fully believe it myself. It is simply a theory. A fantabulous confabulation. But yeah. (sighs) You don't have to agree or believe it. But that's my theory. On record now. (laughs) But I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) You don't have to agree. You can contemplate it if you want to. I don't recommend it because it might make you sad, but (laughs) it made me sad when I first thought of it. I was like, damn, that's so harsh and cruel of Disney, but then again, it is great marketing. If it is true, let's just leave a big question mark of, is Sukai Todd's theory accurate? If it ends up being inaccurate, so be it. If it's not, eh, you know who called it first, INFJ right here, bitches. Anyway, yeah. (sighs) So this INFJ queen, Neo queen, called it. If that is in fact true. But I'll end off. I'll end things here with saying. Gang mon, old friend, and thank you for listening. For those of you who are still listening and have listened this far, and who are enjoying my podcast episodes. And uh, as always, you are blessed, and you are a blessing. However you define those terms. You are. Good vibes and you give good vibes. You are good vibes and you give good vibes. I'm thankful for you, all four of us, for listening this far. I appreciate your time being here. Your existence is meaningful and it matters. You are a diamond in the rough. You are all diamonds in the rough. You are amazing. Stay safe, stay healthy, stay aligned. I won't say stay happy because nobody's happy all the time, and if they are, they're probably fucked up as hell. Anyway, stay safe, stay healthy, stay aligned and at peace with yourself, and have a great whatever time zone you're in when you hear this. I hope you've enjoyed this Into the Grid version of, or Into the Grid episode of my podcast. Thank you again for listening, wherever you listen to this, and stay safe, stay awesome, and yeah, to be continued. And maybe I was right about everything. End of line, man. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Okay, bye. (laughs) Stay safe, all.